0: Thanksgiving to those who observe and celebrate it. Have a good time with your family. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Bus Talk, a podcast about your life at work. In this episode, we're going to talk about delivering feedback to your team, especially if you have a snowflake generation. What I mean by snowflake is people who take offense very easily, who get outraged very easily, or maybe break down very easily. So if you intend to have a tough love conversation and it backfires on you, what do you do? As a people manager, how do you land a hard message to a delicate team? Given the situation that 360 degree feedback is something that could impact your career, your growth within an organization, how do you navigate around this tricky situation? Let's jump in and find out. in the previous conversation, we spoke about a team not taking critical feedback well, but you still had to deliver a tough love conversation and there were many people. In this episode, we talk about delivering a tough love conversation with an individual contributor in your team. The twist of the story being... That person has been around in the role, in the company, organization, before you have. As a result, they have networked well. They have spoken to a whole bunch of people, help me, guide me. Call it a smart move, call it a shrewd move, or call it I I'm the victim move. Net of the story is you know for a fact that whatever tough love conversation you give to this person, it is bound to be broadcast to the entire organization, including your seniors, your peers, and your stakeholders and other people. The risk with that is many people will jump in, love the enthusiasm of some senior management people to jump in and say, hey, this is not how how it is done. Let me show you how it is done. I know this person from before you joined, they had been pretty good. I don't know what happened after uh, you joined. You know, the whole thing blows up. And then, of course, you have our friendly neighborhood B.P., who will gently walk in and say, hey, you want to take it easy on this person. Why are you giving such tough love to them? And so, you know, all of this can completely be misconstrued, misunderstood, and you are bang in the middle of it all. What are the two or three things that you can do so that you not only deliver a tough love conversation with this individual contributor, but also ensure that you get the right productivity output from this person without this person having quit because that will also push the person in another direction right that's not what you want what you want is to reform this person and put them back on track to productivity so let's find out Two situations. One, you have recently taken up the role, or two, you've been in the role for a certain while. If you've been in the role for a certain while, the approach is different, but if you've just taken the role, then you have a lot of options and opportunity to set the goal straight and right. So I'll address the one where you've just taken up the role first, and then the more complex one when you're already in the role for a significant period of time. If you're getting started right now, my friend, Please document every single thing upfront. Avoid any post crisis management skill sets. Like I always said, great skill is to walk over Niagara Falls over a tightrope. Intelligence is trying not to do it. So, if you're getting started, make sure you share what your plan is, what your thoughts on team culture are, what is accountability, what happens in the absence of the deliverables have this conversation up front individually as well as collectively with the team. Document that stuff, share it, not just share it with the team, with those individual members. Also, prepare a summary report in your one-on-one to share with your manager, share it with your manager. If you have a mentor, share it with your mentor. This is what you did and probably share it with the HRBP as well be careful in all of these counts because if you expose how you function too much then you invite that many more questions and that many more questions might come from people who do not probably understand the dynamics of your business and that could probably become more com- complicated instead of simplifying in you know oh this person is always seeking approval and that's a separate perception that would get triggered and so you have to be very circumspect and careful but it is absolutely imperative that you let all of these things know up front in fact get a buy-in if required have the buy-in of your boss that you know i'm trying to do something on these lines would you concur would you disagree what could be the potential pitfalls have that conversation in your one-on-one with your boss before you address the team don't just jump in opening your shirt and say hey i'm superman or wonder woman and i will do everything for you now first before you land up playing the strokes at the ground the story starts in the pavilion so spend a lot of time in the pavilion in the think thinking room planning your plan of action essentially 30 60 90 day plan if you will now Assume that this is the easier part, right? The harder part is when you've been in the role for a, a significant period of time, but the set of people that you're addressing have been longer in the role than you have. And so it is a little more tricky because you've kind of inherited the team and in some sense, I'm assuming you've missed out setting out these Prescriptions, I don't know if I want to call it prescriptions, but guidelines, let's put it that way, or guardrails on the way your expectations are for the team and then getting a buy in not just from the team but from your management as well. If you've missed that and now you're in a situation where you've missed the forecast or deliverable or deadline and now you're trying to give a tough love conversation to the team, it's likely not going to sit very well. So, how do you begin the journey back? To gaining the trust and credibility in the team and also ensuring that it does not repeat the following quarter and you're in a much better position than what you are currently. Let's find out. Three things, you can be vulnerable, you can be assertive, or you can be inspirational. Depending on how this particular person receives the information, You have to, by now, know what are the trigger points for this person. Clearly, the person is feeling very defensive at this moment. They're probably blaming themselves. They're probably not even sharing it in in their body language. But they might be feeling very distressed. That they know they're in for a tough love conversation. So they're already, you know, shut shop, as it were, mentally. And they're not going to be very open to receiving feedback. So first up, you've got to de was the right word you have to de-escalate yeah you have to de-escalate the tension in the room it's business nothing is personal and sometimes we all screw up you, know, you could probably share a story where there were a lot of expectations from you from the past and how you missed it and what you did to recover from that point sometimes relatability helps sometimes having a heart to heart conversation and stuff a strong why did you do this kind of a thing right so it's important to be relatable because now you're in a private setting so the person is that much more vulnerable they're feeling scared that you know what if you know i get a negative appraisal i know this manager will take it out on me at a later point and you might not even do that but that could be a perception that is getting triggered and once they exit the room they might narrate the same incident in a very different flavor to the peer, to their peers or to other people. So you have to be mindful of that. And these are all tricky conversations. So you have to be very articulate about it. Okay, moving on. So you established vulnerability, relatability in the initial part of the conversation. And now it's time to move the conversation forward so what do you do you probably move into inspiration a little bit inspiration need not be always uh, so far out of reach that this person kind of gives up probably this person is not the one as ambitious as you are so sometimes it's important to inspire them in the ways that they understand best one of the things that you should have done or you should do is to know what are the trigger points this particular individual has what upsets them what they like what have they felt good about you know in their previous organization when they were very successful how did they feel what was the highlight likewise in their tenure before you what was the best moment in the company you need to have some of this information to play around once you do that you have that conversation you can share a story of inspiration that if you could do it back then you can do it again Remember, a bad player, sorry, a good player cannot become a bad player overnight, right? So if they were hired, then they were hired across six rounds of interviews and 30 shortlists and unanimously chosen to be in this role. So everybody goes through a sinusoidal circle of, you know, being very excited about a role and then going through a plateau and then probably not having as much interest. So it's important to understand and ask them where they are in the bell curve what in their own assessment and therefore what is it that they need to do to do better probably find a new bell curve a new bell curve does not always mean finding a new job could be a different angle approach to the current job to the current profile and so that's the con- conversation that you want to have while trying to inspire them in instilling hope and positivity you know whatever be the backdrop whatever be the background They might have had nasty managers in the past. And so here they are in a predicament where they cannot take critical feedback. It could be their mental fragility for whatever be the reason. Your job is to make them mentally strong. And one of those ways to get started is to help them understand their self-worth, that they are good enough to get hired, they were good enough to be retained for so long, and so they are good enough to do well one bad quarter will not necessarily define how their career turns out how their uh, progress or success turns out so let let it you should never threaten an employee with uh, future consequences because they had a poor quarter i mean that's absolutely no no so uh, i'm guessing you don't do that but if you ever did please stop that right uh, never threaten um, the consequences and so, inspiration is the second port of call. Vulnerability and relatability is the first. Inspiration is the second. Now having done that, you also need a bit of assertiveness. By assertiveness, I mean that you know that somewhere you have to also establish, factually, what happens if we don't fix what is in our control. And this is not by way of sarcasm or accusatory or threatening tonality. It's like it is our business. It's not my alone responsibility or your alone responsibility. It's our responsibility. And so we need to succeed together. If we don't succeed together, think of it like an investor trying to invest money into a project. If they do not see a return of investment, then clearly they lose interest so in, in in this instance everybody is watching right i mean that's as much as people like to think that you know we are sitting in some corner doing something and nobody is really watching the crm systems and the reports and the sales intelligence teams across ensure that every single data point is highlighted and made aware to the upper echelons of management so it's important to have all, uh, assertive conversation where you jot down specific steps towards improvement. And it's not a PIP, it's not an improvement plan. It's a specific steps. Like if you go back to the top of the conversation, here are the three things which were in our control and we did not do well. This is the part that we address that the stuff that was not in our control and we could have done something about it is for later. For now, what was in your control and we did not for example we did not follow up on the quotation customer asked for a quotation on monday but we responded on thursday suppose the uh, customer had said i do not have budget as much as you are quoting and we failed to relay that information right at the start of the sales cycle we probably forgot about it and there could be many other such things so list down a set of things which were in your control and those went wrong. And then get a commitment from this person that what are the two or three things you will do so that this does not repeat the next time around. And would you agree that 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 is the area of improvement? And then again, as always, summarize this, document this, and email it back to this particular person. The story does not end there, my friend even after this tough love conversation, please don't think your job is done. Please make it a point to have a follow-up conversation on maybe a day later, maybe catch them for a coffee, sit with them at the cafeteria and say, hey, listen, I know these are difficult. Again, go back to the vulnerability, relatability is what I'm saying. And then ensure that this is here to stay, that you are invested in this person. And that's the trust you have to win over from such people just as a addendum while you do this that it is a time-bound exercise don't keep on doing this and this is the balance right on one hand you're saying can i just leave a tough love conversation message and now it's up to them and that's where the ball drops right so you can't do that while you try to be relatable and vulnerable and ensure that you're there as a support mechanism it also should not become a crutch And that's the tricky part, that if you incessantly be on their case, then they will feel stifled all over again. Oh oh my God, this guy is chasing me with a microscope, you know, they are micromanagement, so it could head into a different direction altogether. So space it out smartly. And this is very individual dependent, team dependent or culture dependent for some a space of one or two days is good enough for some, maybe give it a week's time, for some maybe a month's time, I don't know. Depending on the complexity, nature of your business, the sales cycles, the pressure at work, whole bunch of things. So that call, I can't help you there. You've got to take that judgment call. What is the right spacing? It's important you give that space, but also remind them that you're there and it is a time-bound, limited activity. You can't keep doing this for the rest of your life. And that's not something that you share, But in your mind, you take a note while you prepare that report, that people management report that you share once a quarter, maybe with your super boss, then these are the highlights that you might want to share that here are the three things you're trying to do to turn around some of the people. This will let people know upwards that there is investment, your bandwidth investment is going in keeping such people, retaining them and trying to see the scale up. Just to conclude, needless to say, everybody does not respond in the same way. You know, you try this across 10 people and every single one of them will have a different response. For you as a people manager, it is important to know those who are responding well and being responsive. You can work with them more. Those who absolutely shut shop, close down, don't want to talk, don't want to change, get extremely defensive then that in your mind should be the first step towards documenting their exit. You have to have that credibility, that buy-in from your senior management, from uh, your stakeholders that with regards to a particular person and have those conversations gradually presenting uh, data one fine day suddenly out of the blue Uh, sometimes has you know even the senior management who've prior you know had good experiences with this particular case they might get very defensive or question your people management ability and so have facts have data points in place even with your senior management you probably need to be a bit assertive but also be open to feedback that hey is there is something else that you should try get more people to be on your side i think that seems to be the common mantra Then once you reach a position of credibility and security, that people are not misunderstanding your intent or your action thereof, then not many things become gradually easier. Well, that's all the time I had for this section or this segment. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about the most important bit. You probably got the drift from this episode as well. Yes, you guessed it. It's the impact on you while you deliver such tough love conversations in and around the organization, in your team. How are you perceived? What happens to your perception of being a tough manager? How is it received by the HRBB, your stakeholders, your immediate management and so on and so forth. So please make sure you tune in next week. Look forward to this episode. I promise you I have some very fascinating insights some of it you already probably know. I'm probably just articulating it for you. And if there are some newer insights, I'm happy to learn myself. So until we meet again, you know where to find me on my social media handles, hashtag Ionisms on Twitter, Facebook. There's a link on this particular podcast. Leave a voice message. And if you really take the time, do two things for me, please. One, share it with those who need to hear this content. Maybe they're going through a tough time help your buddy out like I said I might not have all the answers but sometimes hearing a third party singular sometimes helps uh, get put things into perspective remember the goal of this podcast is to make you think there are no straight easy answers and hence it's a slow burn no mumbo jumbo no frills, straight talk it should having a heart to heart let's put it this way right and the second thing is do leave a review on LinkedIn on uh, spotify on apple wherever you listen to it if you leave a review it helps me understand that the content is landing with the right audience and it's being received the way it is intended to be clearly i'll get some feedback from you as well that if it's working well would you like something else and so on and so forth so on that note i look forward to interacting with you moving forward I hope you tune back in for the next episode of Bus Talk. Till then, stay well, stay safe and get your A-game to work. This is your host Ian, and you who are listening to Bus Talk. Peace out.